Many people didn't think we'd make it to the end, but we did. Week 7 of the high school football regular season is in the books, and we're looking ahead to the adjusted postseason. My name is Wade Bates, and this is the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report's High School Football Rewind Show. Thank you so much for dialing up the program today, and if it's your first time ever listening, we have programs every Saturday and Wednesday. Best way never to miss a program is to subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You can also like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Well, the playoff matchups came up, what, about 3 in the morning here, and uh, we'll go through those pods and the local uh, matchups here in just a little bit. But on the show today, got a lot of coaches lined up for you. We're going to start in uh, Marshall in a little bit, uh, the Marshall Cardinals, and head coach Matt Kleinhein is going to join us, as will Waterloo head coach Dave Frizzell. Watertown's Benji Camrath is on the schedule today, as is Marquezanne's John Dunlavey. We will also chat with Randolph head coach, Tom Chase. Houston head coach Shannon Miller is going to join us, as will Fall River Rio head coach Cody Schultz. Before we take a look at the playoff matchups, let's take a look at the scoreboard from last night. The Marshall Cardinals won the outright Eastern Suburban Conference Championship with a 14-2 win at Waterloo. Bryce Frank caught a 66-yard touchdown pass from Craig Ward and ran for a 77-yard score in the win. Frank finished with 115 yards rushing for Marshall. Waterloo's only points came in the third quarter when they sacked Cardinals QB Craig Ward in the end zone for a safety. Eugene Wolf ran for 132 yards to pace the Pirates' offense. Second-ranked Lords Academy jumped out to a 22-8 lead after one quarter and rolled by Fall River Rio 56-14 at Rio last night. Matthew Miller threw TD passes to Sam Osterhaus and Jacob Rowe for the Rebels' scores. After spotting Palmyra Eagle, the 14-0 lead, Marcus Ann rallied back to pick up a 28-21 win on Friday night. Sophomore QB Ryan Mast ran for a couple of scores and threw two more as the Hornets uh, picked up their second straight win heading into the postseason. Third-ranked Grafton jumped out to a 38-8 lead over Watertown at halftime and picked up the 45-23 win. The Goslings' Oliver Myers caught TD passes of 6 and 52 yards from QB Caleb Hall. Huff also tossed another touchdown pass late to Eli Adrian. The Randolph Rockets ran into a buzzsaw last night, falling to Watertown Luther Prep 35-0 on their home field. The Rockets finish up their regular season at 5-2 with the non-conference loss. The Houston football team trailed 16-7 heading into the fourth quarter, but then rallied for the 27-16 win over Partyville last night. Preston Burtz led Horicon Houston's Ford with a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns to help Houston rally to that victory. And Dodgeland's high school football team dropped their regular season finale 49-0 to Pecatonica Argyle. Jace Christofferson led the Trojans with 38 yards rushing. And now on to the postseason and what they're doing this year. Not a true playoff format. Teams have been grouped into groups of four, and they'll play mini tournaments over the next two weeks. Watertown bumps up to Division One. They will be a number three seed and travel to second-seeded Oconomowoc. It's a little 10 reunion on the other side. Number one seed Hartford is hosting number four, West Bend West. In Division 4, Marshall draws a number 2 seed and they'll take on New Holstein. Now, Marshall is not able to host a game this year because of Dane County health regulations. So They're looking for a neutral site to play next weekend. Other side of the bracket, Watertown Luther Preps, the number 1 seed, and Watoma is the number 4 seed. In Division 5, Marcus Ann draws a number 1 seed as they ride a two-game win streak into the postseason. They will host number 4, Westfield. The other side of the bracket has number 2, Wyoiga Fremont, and number 3 seed, Howard's Grove. Also in D5, Dodgeland's number four seed. They make the road trip to number one seed Racine Lutheran. And the other side of the bracket is number two seed Kenosha St. Joe's and number three Kenosha Christian Life. 
Also in Division 5, Waterloo is the number three seed, and they travel to number two seed Cambridge. The winner of that matchup will face Mineral Point, who is the number one ranked team in Division 6 most of the season, or number four seed Palmyra Eagle. And down in Division 6, Randolph draws the number one seed. They will host number four Ozaki next Friday night. The other side of the bracket is number three Burlington Catholic Central at number two seed Cambria Friesland. The winners will square off between these two games as well in two weeks. Those are the playoffs brackets you can get a complete look at the WIAA playoff breakdown on the sports tab at dailydodge.com Houston and Fall River Rio both chose to opt out of the postseason and they will pursue other games on their own over the next two weeks we'll talk to the coaches they're coming up next on the high school football rewind so I have a question for all you guys out there why is it that I see you hauling all kinds of stuff in your trucks Lumber, ATVs, furniture, and everything is strapped down tight. Except you. I mean, come on, fellas. You're just as important as your buddy's blue plaid sofa. Buckle up. The Marshall Cardinals are Eastern Suburban Conference champions after a 14-2 win against Waterloo last night. We're going to bring in head coach Matt Kleinheins on just, uh, what, about 90 minutes of sleep last night, coach? (laughs) It wasn't much, that's for sure. Coach, just uh, just talk about the game. I mean, it was kind of a, a gutty performance against a rival and, uh, you know, the conference championship, an outright title on the line. How big was it for your team to find a way to win and get the outright championship? Yeah, I mean, I, it was obviously just it's a huge boost to our program as a whole um, to kind of get back to that spot. And, um, you know, I talked to a couple other people last night just about the wave of emotions um, just throughout the season from – you know, maybe not even having a season to, you know, we're going to do this um, to, man, we we got a pretty decent football team to, hey, we're playing for an undefeated conference championship. So, you know, it almost kind of went to, um, you know, just the uncertainty. And then, and then uh, as he got down towards the end of the season, it was almost this pressure <laughs> that you really weren't planning on having. So, um, but it just, I'm just so proud of our seniors and our kids and, and our families. And um, to be able to do what we've done during this time is pretty incredible. Coach, uh, kind of last night's, uh, I guess, MO of the game was a lot like your season this year. Bryce Frank popped a couple of big plays, and your defense bended, bended but didn't break. Yeah, it was it was a, a very good performance um, by Bryce again, and um, our defense has just been so, so good. And, and some of our guys that were, um, you know, I'd say inexperienced to start the year have come so, so far. They've been receptive to, to coaching, and, and they just improved so much. And uh, our secondary, I, I've said it from the word go, our secondary has been the backbone of our defense all year, and because they've been so good, it's allowed our, our front, well, I won't even say our front seven, because Devontae and Kelby have been very good at D-tackle all year, but um, it's allowed that front seven to just get better and better every single week. Um, you know, Cole had a, Cole Dennison had a couple of outstanding plays on the back end last night. He had an interception and uh, knocked down a pass in the end zone late in the half, and I can't see Todd broke up about about three or four balls. It was it was really a great performance all around by yep. our defense. All right, Coach, I've been a, ch- a chance to see a few of your games and watch them on the on the video stream that your Facebook guys do a good job at doing. But uh, you got you've made a, your team's defense has made a lot of plays in the end zone this year or deep in the red zone to maybe thwart scoring opportunities from other teams, haven't they? Yeah, and you know we talk to our kids all the time. 
um, about bending and not breaking and, and, you know, making that team snap the ball again. So, um, and when we get down in the red zone, we've just been very, very stingy. Teams have moved the ball a little bit uh, prior to getting to the red zone, but, you know, we, we really, really stress the importance of make them snap it again, make them snap it again, because we got the kids to make those plays. Coach, uh, you know, we talked a little bit last night. Uh, it's, it's a great story at Marshall, kind of a, a rags to riches story for your senior class, and uh, you know what perseverance and hard work can do, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. Um, I guess I wish I would have detailed and documented it a little bit uh, better over the years. But for them to to number one, even stick with it. I mean, let's be honest; it's not a lot of fun. Uh, to stick things out when you're not winning very often. Um, but they took it upon themselves to want to get better and uh, knew that they could change the course uh, if they chose to do so. Uh, and, and they did choose to do that. Um, and, yeah, it's really an incredible story. Can you just familiarize people with it? About They, they didn't win a football game in their entire career until when? Yeah, until about their sophomore year. Um, you know, one of our better players in that class, Kelby Peterson, he played his youth football uh, over in Sun Prairie. Um, so, you know, we didn't get Kelby back uh, until he was in high school. Um, but we've lost some good kids over the years uh, out of that grade, some really talented athletes. Um, but even so, um, you know, they didn't they didn't hardly win a football game uh, until they were sophomores, uh, a padded football game. And so for them to be able to endure that, um, and I mean, and I, you know, I did their, their youth football games. I do all the announcing for the youth football games. Some of their losses were, were pretty one-sided at times. Um, and it wasn't, and the one thing that I always saw out of that group, it was never lack of effort. They never quit. Um, they just, they just weren't quite as talented as other teams were. And, uh, but credit to them, they recognized that if they worked in the weight room and did things in the off season, that they could become competitive. Um, and they did that. And it was just, it's really, a, really an incredible story. Well, coach, when the uh, brackets came out early this morning, Marshall is a number two seed. You got new Holstein and then you have a Luther prep who thumped Randolph last night and Watoma on the other side. Just, uh, uh thoughts on, on these three teams. And, uh, I guess how familiar are you with any of them? Yeah, I don't know much about New Holstein or Watoma. I can tell you that. I've seen Luther Prep on film once or twice. They got a pretty nice squad. Um, you know, today's goal will be trade some film with uh, New Holstein and uh, get a look on them and uh, get a scout going. Um, I told the kids I didn't want them looking at any any playoff stuff until Sunday. I, I want them to enjoy this. Um, with everything that we've been through, they, they deserve to enjoy this for a little bit. And the coach will get together tomorrow and uh, we'll get a game plan together, but we're going to enjoy this a little bit too to do, to do what we did uh, during a pandemic um, to go undefeated in the regular season and, and win a conference championship outright. Uh, Quite frankly, our kids and our coaches deserve to uh, to celebrate that a little bit. Well, Coach Matt Kleinheins, congratulations on winning the Eastern Suburban Conference Championship outright with a 14-2 win over rival Waterloo last night, and good luck next week. Thanks, Wade. Waterloo High School dropped a 14-2 decision to Marshall last night in a game that had Eastern Suburban Conference uh, championship implications as we bring in uh, Pirates head coach Dave Frizzell. Coach, 14-2 last night. You went into the game with a chance to uh, uh, grab a share of that league title, and are uh, you happy with how your team battled? Oh, extremely proud of the kids. Um, I told them after the game that, that I've coached over 200 uh, high school football games, and I don't know if I've ever been more proud of a team. Uh, for the way they battled and the way they fought through some adversity last night. And, uh, you know, we, we have come so far as a program um, from the day I took over uh, in August of 2019 
uh, kind of a ragtag group, uh, not really sure of what kind of team we were uh, to be able to be right in the all the way till really the middle of the fourth quarter last night um, for a conference championship uh, says a lot about our kids. Coach, was the case again too? Were you able to get uh, get a few decent drives going offensively and then you just couldn't finish them off? Yeah, um, I'd, I tortured myself and I went home and watched the film uh, last night that I didn't realize how many times uh, we were inside their 30-yard line and just didn't come away with anything. And that that uh, that's a killer when you want to try to win a conference championship. Um, we we had our chances. Uh, we had the we had a, a couple plays dialed up that were were plays to uh, pass the ball into the end zone, and and uh, we just didn't click. And our running game was good. And then our problem was we would get a penalty or two and get behind the behind the chains, and we had to go away from that running game that was working so well. And and so it. It uh, ruined some really good drives, and and uh, again, I, I watched it last night and got more frustrated than I was during the game. Well, coach, and also your running game also was hampered because you had a, a significant injury early in that football game. Yeah, we did. Uh, one of our our top seniors, uh, Jordi Aguero, a kid who probably works harder than any kid in our program in the weight room and uh, to better himself as an athlete. Uh, fourth play of the game, he he uh, was carrying the ball and. And got caught in a bad angle and uh, suffered a pretty uh, serious knee injury. And um, unfortunately for us, for our for our team, uh, we had installed a completely new uh, type of a game plan uh, for Marshall, something they've never seen on film. And Jordy was a huge part of that game plan. And uh, once he went out in that in that first drive, it was it was not only devastating emotionally for our kids, but it was really tough on our game plan because we kind of run out of running backs and and so uh it, it hurt us in a lot of ways but it's especially for Jordy because he is uh, a team favorite a role model and uh we're just hoping for the best for Jordy well coach uh, I guess hard to transition off of talking about an injury but uh the pods came out a few hours ago and uh looks like a rematch with uh, Cambridge uh next week at Cambridge you have a chance to maybe right some wrongs after what happened last week yeah, we we're excited to go over there. Um, there were things that we did uh, that really shot ourselves in the foot when we went over there a couple weeks ago, and so it'll be a good challenge for us to to go and try to play a mistake-free football game and see what happens uh, after that. Um, you know, Cambridge and Marshall are are the like I've said before, kind of the top of the top of the uh, heap in our conference, and that's where we're shooting to get, and so. Uh, we'll go three weeks in a row. We'll go Cambridge and then Marshall and we'll go Cambridge again. And, and our kids will get a good taste of exactly where we need to go and, and where we need to uh, work to in the off season uh, to try to get to where they are on a consistent basis. Well, Coach Dave Frizzell, uh, I appreciate the time and hopefully we can talk next week and talk about your playoff game with uh, Cambridge. That would be great. Thank you. Watertown High School made the trip to Grafton, ranked third in Division Three, and fell 45-23. We're going to bring in head coach Benji Camrath. Coach, when you, you, you replaced uh, Beaver Dam, I think it was on the schedule, uh, when they opted to go to spring, you knew this Grafton team was going to be pretty good, uh, didn't you? Yeah, obviously, uh, on paper, they got some uh, really big physical kids. Uh, offensive lineman is going to the Badgers, uh, a senior 6'7", 285-pound kid, and they're, they're huge across the board. They got a lot of the big kids in Grafton, and uh, they do a good job of running behind them. 
thought their back was really physical and their quarterback did a good job of uh, completing some balls downfield. So it was a tough matchup for us. I was proud of the way our kids competed uh, due to uh, injuries and kids put in quarantine. We had a, uh, a number of linemen who had to play every snap both ways and uh, just kind of wore us down and Gaston and, uh, is a really good football team. Coach, you happy with how your team, because obviously in, in this year you, you never know day in and day out what's happening, but you happy with you know how your team and your staff has persevered though and gotten out there every week and, 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 and played hard? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, couldn't be more proud of uh, our kids and what they've uh, been able to persevere and the fact that we made it through a seven-game schedule. Uh, we've had 30-plus kids out of our 88 who have been in quarantine or injured, and uh, we found a way to play every Friday night and um, you know we never never were full strength, um, but yet we competed. And I give our athletic director Gene Kep a ton of credit as well. Uh, he did a great job of of uh, trying to find a way to get our kids out on the field, and and also that's what it's about, right? Is, is giving them an opportunity. We, we still feel fortunate uh, with so many area teams, uh, you know, just twenty minutes away. Uh, that we're able to play this year. So uh, for us, we're very thankful for that and uh, looking forward to an opportunity this next Friday uh, coming up against Kanawha. Coach, you know, the pods came out early this morning when it comes to the postseason, and uh, it's kind of a an old Wisconsin Little Ten reunion. You're going to travel to Oconomowoc, a second seed, and then uh, you got Hartford and Westman West on the other side. Yeah, I, mean, I, well, I, I think our kids will be really excited about that. Uh, you know, we were going to scrimmage Oconomowoc and Slinger, uh, before everything uh, kind of got all uh, mixed up here with the beginning of uh, the COVID season. But, um, you know, we're excited for that opportunity. Uh, it's an old Little Ten rivalry. Um, and then uh, with the possibility of, of playing Hartford or West Bend West, it, uh, I, and I definitely think we'll add an extra buzz uh, to our team. Uh, we're going to get some kids back who have been sitting out uh, this past week and even the week before that, I know uh, our seniors uh, will definitely be excited. And as with any guy who's coming back for another opportunity to play football on Friday night, and uh, we'll prepare uh, the best we can uh, to give our kids an opportunity to win that game. You know, we're still uh, we're a few years out of the little ten coach, but do you still kind of when you're looking at scores and stuff, do you still kind of look at seeing what some of those old rivals are doing? Uh, you know, week to week. <sighs> Yeah, I do, and I actually have keep a really close relationship with some of the coaches as well. Uh, you know, Slinger coach Bill Jacklin, uh, Hartford staff will will text back and forth. We try to help each other out, even if we're trying to look for lower level games or you know talk about different things. So uh, yeah, we definitely will uh, watch the scores and and uh, and also try to uh, work together to help our programs out the best we can. And so it'll be uh, great to you know continue to uh, build on that and. Uh, Hopefully, I'll have an opportunity to play uh, this coming Friday night and and uh, make the most of the opportunity. Well, Coach Benji Cameron's squad dropped their uh, season finale to Grafton, 45-23. Coach, thanks for the time, and good luck next week. We'll chat after your round one playoff game, I guess. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. The Marquezan Hornets ended their season on a two-game win streak in the regular season with a 28-21 win over Palmyra Eagle as we bring in head coach John Dunleavy. Coach, a similar script this last week kind of gave up some points early and then your, your team really turned it on to, to get that victory yeah yeah we're we like to dig ourselves a hole yeah down 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter and yeah, i give our kids credit that we just kind of kept battling there and had a really good second quarter to get back into that thing and actually take the lead before half and uh yeah i mean for whatever reason you know we just 
they, they got out of the gates and, and were able to score a couple times early, and we, we didn't tackle well, but we didn't give up either. So it was good to see a little fight and comeback from our guys. Coach Ryan Mast, uh, quarterback, he threw for a couple last night, had some pretty nice runs as well, scored a couple of touchdowns. Uh, just kind of talk about him under center. Yeah, I mean, we inserted him as our starting quarterback last week and had a great week last week, and he kind of followed suit this week, and he probably leveled up even better this week. I think he ran for 190-some yards, two touchdowns, and, and then threw three for three passing with two touchdown passes when he threw it. So, I mean, when we needed a play to happen, he just found a way to make it happen every all night long, really. I mean, he's just doing a phenomenal job for a young kid. You know, Coach, we, you know, we've talked about this in the past. You guys got the late start, and then you had to sit out, I think, in another game as well. But uh, do you feel like your team, you know, where maybe you would have been if this had been a regular season, uh, it would have been like a mid-September type of feel where you're right now you're starting to hit your groove and you're on the upswing heading into the postseason? Yeah, I really do think that. We're, we're, we're such a young team. We start six sophomores, and, you know, with the late start and then a little bit of a 10-day delay we had to take. So we kind of fell behind there with just development and, and things we needed to be at for, for gameplay that, you know, we just, it took us a little while to get rolling early in the year, but now, like you said, it's, it, it feels like a week four, week five ish where you're starting to get the, get things cooking here a little bit. And our offense is really starting to come around. And it is it's one of those things you wish you had about five, six more weeks and just, see where we could go. Well, Coach, you're going to have at least two more weeks here. Mark Kazan, a Division 5 uh, school with the pods that came out, the 14 pods. You will host Westfield next Friday night. On the other side, it's Wyweega, Fremont, and Howard's Grove. Those are three unfamiliar foes, aren't they? Yeah, I guess the one exciting thing is it's like we we really don't know anything about any of these teams that we, we got in our little grouping here. So it, it's kind of fun to get some fresh blood and play somebody different for a change and We'll, we'll see what that brings, and it's just fun to keep playing. Kind of the excitement of the unknown is, even though it's not the same as it used to be, it's still kind of exciting for us. Well, Coach John Dunleavy, I appreciate the time. My question is, did you go to bed last night after those seedings came out, or did you just decide to, to rip right through into Saturday? <laughs> no, no, I, I went to bed. I didn't get much sleep, but it was a little bit, you know, probably 3.30-ish by the time I maybe got my, maybe maybe quarter to four by the time I got to lay down. But it's expected this time of year, isn't it? I mean, all media guys and coaches and players and family members always, even though it's a little different when it comes to the playoffs this year, you still want to stay up and, and like, Selection Sunday, you want to see where you're at. Yeah, it is. Even though it's different, it's still kind of exciting to say, all right, who are we going to get? Who? And, and then you sit and look at the grouping, and we actually, the coaches played a little game where we're like, that's, we did a draft with all the teams that were in Division Five, and we just went around and picked the team we think we're going to get matched up with to see who would win. No, I did not win. You know, I was going to ask you, you kind of got a taste of it this year, but are you going to enjoy not having to go to seating meetings from here on out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, mean, I think it'll be nice not having to go on two hours of sleep and, and get up and drive halfway across the state. It feels like it always works out that way for us and do the seed meeting thing. So I think, yeah, let, let the computers do the work for us. Coach John Dunleavy, good luck next week against Westfield. All right, thanks, Wade. Let's move over to Randolph right now and bring in head coach Tom Chase before we talk about his four-team pod in the postseason. Coach, last night you had a pretty good Luther Prep team come come to your house and they punch you in the mouth a little bit, 35 nothing. Yeah, more than a little bit. Uh, they're really good. Uh, we knew they were really good, but they were really good last night. And we turned the ball over a couple of times, which you can't do. And um, they're very physical, uh, very fast, very quick. And, uh, yeah, they, they punch us in the mouth. They're a very good football team. Uh, besides, you said turn the ball over a few times. Was there anything else uh, different uh, in the game last night? No, not really. We struggled 
consistently trying to move the football. We really struggled doing that. And defensively, we were we were inconsistent. We stopped them at times, and then um, we you know we gave up a big play. We get them in a third down situation, and we'd give up them a first down. So we just really lacked consistency last night. Had a really tough time getting our offense moving, and we had a tough time top stopping them because they're a good team. Roster wise, coach, are you starting to get guys back this week? Uh, yeah, you know, um, we lost a couple guys uh, here a week or so ago, so we got one of them back last night, which is good. So we're hoping if we can play it into next week that we'll get another one back so we'll be close to being full strength. Coach, you were like me. You didn't stay up until the actual brackets came out, I guess, earlier this morning. But when the uh, the Division Six groups came out, uh, Randolph gets a number one seed. You will host Ozaki, and then you have a Catholic Central and a Cambria Friesland on the on the other side. Just uh, uh, what are your thoughts on, on I guess, your, your opening opponent, Ozaki, which is kind of an unfamiliar foe? Yeah, you know, I looked real brief this morning at them, and they looks like they have one really good running back. Um, you know, which is which is good because we normally do a halfway decent job of stopping the run. So hopefully we can do that, uh, and then have a chance where we can get our offense moving. So um, our bracket is good. You know, when we were talking yesterday after the game with the loss, it's a wow with the with them bracketing things with one through four and then five through eight playing each other. It's a we might we could get like a four seed and we could be traveling somewhere. So we're very happy that we got a one seed. We're excited about playing at home and with the possibility if we win that we could get another home game. So we're very happy with what we have. Well, Coach Tom Chase, uh, appreciate all the help during the regular season. I'm glad we get to, to keep talking uh, next week about a uh, playoff game for Randolph. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for the coverage. We really appreciate it. Let's bring in Fall River Rio head football coach Cody Schultz as his team uh, welcomed a second-ranked Lords Academy to Rio for a football game on Friday night, and they dropped a 56-14 decision. Uh, coach Schultz, you got on the the Rio turf for the first time this year. Yeah, I got on the Rio turf. You know, field was great. Uh, really appreciate uh, the crew over there that uh, painted it up and fixed it up and made it look nice tonight. Uh, you know. Uh, it was nice to be over there to give their fans a game, uh, you know, and our fans to travel over there. And obviously when I say there and ours, I talk about the high school. Obviously we're one team and we're one family, but you know, it's nice to spread the love and get the games in front of the people where that maybe they can make it and they can't make some other locations. Is that going to be the kind of a commitment with the rebels program? Are going to try to do that every year to, to, to get a game on Rio's old field? Yeah, I think, you know, as of right now, that's what we agreed to, and I, I don't see a problem with it. The kids don't really even think about it. Obviously, the kids like playing on the turf uh, because, you know, who doesn't like playing on turf? Uh, but at the same point in time, uh, you know, it is nice. Uh, those fans deserve a home game. Those kids, uh, those kids don't, they, they like playing at home. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know what the future holds and how that progresses, but all I know is from a standpoint of where we've been so far, it's been a nice, uh, it's been a nice work that, you know, to have most of the stuff at Fall River, but also, you know, throw it back over to Rio for one game uh, to kind of, you know, really connect with those fans and also at the same point in time, uh, give the kids a chance to play at the place they go to school every day. So then did you practice on, on, the, on the natural grass field at Rio all week then, Coach? No, we just practiced on Thursday. You know, they were getting it ready still. Um, so we just went there on Thursday. Uh, but, you know, it was good to get a practice over there on Thursday. Uh, so we were ready to rock and roll. Hey, you, you, move, you move the football against Lords a little bit, even scored early on them? Yeah, we moved the football well. Uh, you know, we just shot ourselves in the foot. You know, it's, it's what happens when you're struggling. Uh, and, you know, we had some uh, key guys missing tonight. And, uh, again, when you uh, are missing those key pieces and you have a small thing happen, it just compounds and all of a sudden you get behind the chain and you can't make it up. 
and uh, you know those small little issues can pound into bigger issues. But we did move the ball well. Uh, you know, we scored first. That was nice. Uh, on defense, we were right there. We knew what they were going to do. We just at times were out athleted. You know, our kids fought hard. It's not like they didn't try. Uh, they just weren't able to keep up with the Jimmies and Joes from Lords. Uh, and they're a very good football team. They're fast. Uh, they're physical. And uh, we just have to continue to compete to get to that level. You know, Coach, football, it's such a creature of habit type of sport where, you know, coaches and players like to be in routines and such going week to week. But what does it say about your kids, you know, that they've been able to persevere through uh, this season where every single day was different and you didn't know what was coming here and there, but you know, they still showed up on Friday nights and, and, and gave an effort? Yeah, no doubt about it. We are creatures of habit. Uh, you know, when you do your position warm-ups, you're always in the same area. So you got to move around and do that stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's different. But it's been it's been nice to play football. As frustrating as it is at times with, you know, things not going our way. You know, we're playing extremely good football teams. We're playing people we don't expect. All of a sudden we'll, you know, get a cancellation. We find a team in a larger division. You know, you do whatever you do. But I'm proud of the kids. You know, they fight every week. They come to practice. They work hard. And... The nice thing is that we're playing football at the end of the day. You know, I try to remind them that all the time. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, we all want to win. But we learn through our losses and we learn through our failures. But also we got to remember that we're some of the lucky few in the state of Wisconsin that are able to play football. You know, there's schools that aren't able to play football. And those are the kids I truly feel for um, because high school football and college football and just football in general, that's been some of the best memories of my life. And to miss some of that time, I feel terrible for those kids because I think football and athletics is an extension of the classroom. And we're lucky to get that opportunity. And I'm glad our kids are exercising that opportunity and they are learning off the field about life through football. So I, again, I just can't commend our kids enough for coming and putting in the work and no matter what the situation is, showing up with a smile on their face and continuing to work even when the world is crazy like it is in 2020. Well, Coach Cody Schultz, I appreciate the time tonight, and uh, hopefully we can talk in the future. Absolutely. Look forward to talking in the future, and we'll just keep on chugging along and strive through those next Ws. All right, the Rebels dropped a 56-14 decision to second-ranked Lords Academy on Friday night. The Houston High School football team rallied for an exciting 27-16 win on the road at Partyville on Friday night. Let's bring in head coach Shannon Miller. Coach, sounds like it was an exciting night for Houston. Absolutely. It was a great night to play football. Weather was awesome, and uh, we had a great comeback in the fourth quarter. Who would have thought, Coach, they'd be in November and you have temperatures uh, right around 70 degrees at kickoff? I loved it. I wore shorts again. <laughs> Coach, tell me this, though. You're down 16-7 to 7 going to the fourth quarter. Then what happened? We we actually recovered another uh, turnover. We actually ended up having four fumble recoveries and two interceptions on the night. But as soon as we recovered the last one, we went right down the field, and I believe it was a huge catch again by Dylan Keel. He had a huge night tonight. Dan connected. Dan Janizusi connected with Dylan on quite a few passes tonight. It was a great job by our offensive line and we ended up going ahead in the score and I, I believe I'm sorry I said that wrong before I believe we had another fumble recovery to get the ball back again to uh, go up by two touchdowns and pretty much secure the game I uh, got a couple of late touchdowns from uh, from uh, Burtz to, uh, to put you in front yeah Preston had a great week in scout team for us and coach on offense coach Conley you know, he took note of that and put Preston in 
to give him that opportunity, and Preston just exploded on it. It was it was outstanding. The last one, he completely uh, he had a great move on it. He was stuffed in the hole initially, and he had a great spin off to the right side and lunged in for the score. It was an outstanding job by him. Coach, you know, obviously it's been an interesting season. You got the late start. You had to take a couple COVID breaks as well during the season. But can you kind of talk about how your kids persevered and came to play and, and finished up, you know, your regular season with a victory last night? And, and, and what do you think they got out of this 2020 fall campaign? It was a, it was a tough start tonight's game. I, we said it earlier. Basically, we finally had our team together with only a short short week of practice again with the COVID and, you know, basically our second game together. And it was, we couldn't be proud of how they reacted and responded in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we went down. You know, they had two two big runs. I mean, basically it's two huge runs. They're probably, uh, I forgot total numbers, but it was two big runs to go ahead and take the lead and two-point conversions. But other than that, defensively we played well. And the boys, you know, they – finally got it back together and realized in the fourth quarter, hey, we are a better team. Let's let's take care of business. Well, Coach, uh, it's always good, good to get a victory here last night. The weather was nice, 27-16, to 16, rallying in the fourth quarter uh, for the victory. Coach Miller, thank you so much for the time, and I appreciate you, you coming on talking about Houston football. Thanks again, Wade. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies here in Wisconsin, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer. High school sports. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. That's going to do it for the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report High School Football Rewind Show. My name is Wade Bates. We need to thank all the coaches for joining us here today and hopefully on Wednesday. We talked to a few of them as well and preview their upcoming opening round playoff matchups on Friday night. If you're looking for scores and highlights and breaking high school sports news, you can always check out the sports tab at dailydodge.com or listen to the sports reports on 1430 WBEV. We'll be broadcasting a game as well in the DailyDodge.com video stream and also on WBEV next Friday night. Stay tuned to see where we are going on that one as well. A couple other notes today. The Waterloo Girls volleyball team is in Wausau playing a Fall Creek this afternoon in a Division Three state semifinal. Good luck to the Pirates if they can get a victory. They'll play for a state championship later tonight. Also, it's girls sectional swimming today. Both Watertown and Beaver Dam are competing at various sectionals across southeastern Wisconsin. Until Wednesday... My name is Wade Bates, reminding you we have programs every single Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season. Please subscribe to the program. It does us a lot of good, and you'll never miss an episode. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report at all your favorite podcasting sites, like South Central Wisconsin Prep Report on Facebook, and follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Until next time, my name is Wade Bates. This has been the High School Football Rewind Show and the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.